Welcome to DM Live TV podcast. DM Live TV is Uganda's fastest growing digital channel focusing on business, innovation, and entrepreneurship. This channel brings you exclusive interviews and experiences of entrepreneurs who share their stories and experiences they've had in building their businesses. The shows on the channel are carefully selected with a unique style of interview to inspire new entrepreneurs to start and succeed while empowering the existing ones to build resilient businesses that will last for generations. Stay tuned for the upcoming shows. I bring to you one gentleman whom I've seen grow his law firm from just a small law firm to one of the best in Uganda. They've won awards, they've won accolades uh, in Africa. But the most thing I want us to talk about today is partnerships. If you're new to this channel, please subscribe, hit the bell, the bell, the bell button, and the away, just wait for much more that is going to come your way. Now, myself, my story, I lost three companies because of partnerships. So if you are about to start a company, or you think of starting one, or you're in one, there is a lot for you to learn today. Just stay tuned and let's go through partnerships. Uh, with me uh, to discuss business partnerships is none other than the leadership and strategy partner, Signum Advocates, Mr. Alex Matogo. Alex, you're welcome to the show. Uh, thank you, Dixon. <laughs> how, how are you? Thank you very much. I am mm. well. Mm. I'm glad to have the opportunity to yes. share on yes. the business mirror. Okay. An idea that, of course, you've shared with me and, you know, seeing it start off and, you know, reminds me of the days when we started uh, yes. the business that we are running. So I'm, okay. I'm glad to be here. Just a brief about yourself and the firm and generally so that we get to know who yeah. Alex is and what you're doing at the firm and uh, basically so that we get to understand exactly what you do. Okay. Thanks, yes. Dixon. My name is Alex Matovo, as has yes. already been mentioned. Um, I, I am a lawyer by profession, but I'm also very passionate about human capital development. Okay. I know that human resource or people are the uh, organizations or companies' greatest resource. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I'm very keen on personal development, management, and leadership uh, okay. growth. And that's why I'm the leadership and strategy partner here at Signum. Okay. Um, but I've also worked elsewhere before. I didn't, you know, it wasn't that when I left school, I immediately started a business. Okay. I have a background of having worked with another law firm. I've actually worked with an accounting firm. I've worked with, uh, with a law firm before I came uh, to start Signum. So I have a, an understanding of what it means to be employed. I have an understanding of what it means to, to be employed and to have no idea about how to run a business. Mm. And basically seeing what has happened now, I think that it's a story that you know, is worth sharing. Okay. And I'm able to pick up a few things here and there, especially when it regards or comes to uh, doing business with other people. Yes. Yeah. So that's mm. that's my background, really. That's your background. Yeah. Okay. I like us to delve to delve right into partnerships. Yeah. You've mentioned that you've done you've worked in, in companies before which yes. had partners. Yeah. You came and formed Signum uh, Advocates yes. with your partners. Yes. Many businesses have failed. Yes. Myself, I'm an example. Three have failed because we didn't agree with yes. with, uh, with 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 my partners. Yeah. We had different expectations. We, we just it just didn't work out. Yeah. How and why partnerships? Why partnerships? Yes. Okay. So for me, let me start with my story okay. uh, before I even get to tell you why why I think uh, partnerships are necessary. Mm. So basically, I I left school at about 20, 22, 23 years. Yes. And then I decided that it would be necessary for me to, uh, you know, go and practice law. 
Mm. But of course, I'd started working with a law firm in my first year. That's 2006. Okay. That's when I first worked in a law firm. Mm. Of course, not doing legal work as such, but just getting that training and apprenticeship uh, that I managed to get okay. while at the law firm where I worked. Now, interestingly, I think that while at that law firm, I was never taught about how to run a law firm. Yes, I observed things from a, uh, from a distance, mm. but I did not get to be you know, intentionally mentored or deliberately mentored to understand how to run a partnership. Mm. And yet mm. it was a partnership. Okay. So for, for law firms in most cases, they'll start as sole proprietorships or they'll start as, as partners. Two mm. partners, three partners, and even more. Mm. Across the world, there are firms that have over, you know, almost a thousand lawyers across the world. Mm. And these mm. are groups that have opened across the world. Okay. So I remember in 2000, um, 2011, when I finished my, my bar course, okay. I worked, I think, for about two years. And I was dealing with, working with gentlemen uh, who are in different law firms where they were my friends we had mm. a group of five gentlemen and we still have the group mm. so essentially we would invite you know people uh, to come and speak with us mm. that we thought were successful at it and in two years time mm -hmm. one of us you know thought I think this is something that we can start okay so he comes to me and or to us as a group and says look I want to start this law firm mm. but of course we still have you know that fear we are young back then I was 20 I think I was 26 he was 27 mm. and that was the age group of, mm. of the group that we had mm. so it wasn't really to us something that would be a possibility okay. so I remember asking him and said look um, yes you're thinking of starting a law firm but are you sure we'll succeed Mm -hmm. And he told me, you know what, what you're asking me, what you're saying is what many people that I've asked are asking. Mm -hmm. I'm looking for one person who will ask me, what if we succeed? Because I've had everyone ask, what if we fail? Mm -hmm. Now, for me, that hit me hard. And I remember mm -hmm. 2013, yes, I had the idea, but I don't think I was very resolute in saying, let it start 2014. Okay. But with that statement and that question, it left such a deep conviction on the inside of me to say wait a minute there's a lot that i've seen that is different maybe when we talk about why why we should even start a business and the vision in the first place mm -hmm. for me there were so many things that i noticed that were wrong mm -hmm. and ethical practice uh, and professionalism in the way we handled clients and all these things mm -hmm. and i kept asking myself when can when will this change mm -hmm. but deep inside me i knew that i have to be the change that i want to see i just didn't think it would happen at that point mm -hmm. so i remember going to my mother in 2013 and telling her you know what I'm going to start a business. So she says mm. two things. She told me, one, I think you're so young, mm -hmm. you're really, really young, you can't start at this age. Mm. Two, if you're to start, you've got to start it alone. That was 26 years. 20, sorry, 26, 26, 26 years. 26. Okay. Mm. Actually, I was 25 then. Okay. So she says, if you're to start, then you've got to start it alone. So I went on to ask, like, why would you say that? Mm. She told me, you know what, I... Um, I know about, you know that you lost your dad. I lost my dad when I was four years in 1992. Sorry. And he died in a motor accident. Yeah. So it was a very devastating experience. Mm. And my mother told me that, look, I am not sure that your dad died a natural death. It must mm. have been something to do with business relationships like or business boy. partnerships, mm. Mm. Uh, disagreements in business. So she says, you know what? Mm. Life is more important. Go it slowly. If you must start, do it alone. It now, that brings me to the reason why uh, it would be necessary to start a partnership. Now, for me, I liked those reasons that she gave. Mm. And of course, she's the most influential person in my life. Mm. I had to respect her, yes. her, her advice. So yes, I respected it, but I respectfully disagreed with her. Why? Because for me, success without a successor is failure. Any success that we talk about in one generation and we don't get to see it moving to the next generation for me, is not true success. Mm, mm. And for me, that really meant that it cannot be entirely about me. So even if I had started alone, it had to have 
people who have worked as employees of staff in the organization mm -hmm. who later become my partners because I want to see legacy. Yes. In fact, this yes. firm um, was first named Legacy Advocates. We only failed to get the name. But the idea behind the minds of every partner that was there then was to say, look, let's start something that can exist beyond us. Mm. Up to today, we still do that. So mm. it's, it's one, the fact that it can exist without you. And for me, that's very important, especially for Uganda, because if I asked you to list three businesses, three to five businesses, really, that have been around for the last 30 years, and they're indigenous Ugandans, mm. I, I'm sure you'd find it hard you to list struggle. Why? Struggle. Because mm. I think the mentality has been that if I start my thing, it is mm. my thing. Kantukangi. Kantukangi. So mm. if I have to make some money, it is my money. Mm. And that's where mm. many of those challenges for me would come from uh, when we get to talk about that. Mm. But the most important mm. thing is that, one, it's something that should exist beyond you, okay. but Two, it is opportunity to put together resources. Mm. So I remember mm. we started the farm and our budget was about 50 million back then. Mm. And trust me, none of us had 50 million. Okay. We were three partners at that time, mm. and some of us went to our parents to borrow the money. Mm. Not to just get it for free, but to borrow the to money. Borrow the money. Yes. But even if we did, none of, the, of our parents, I think, would give us 50 million at once. Mm. So we had to gather. Alex, get from wherever you get from, your savings or whatever, someone else borrows, and you put the money together to mm. start the farm. Mm. So for us, it was an opportunity to pull resources, mm. and as a result, this is where we are. I like where we are going, yeah. and... Uh, you know, I'm a student of partnerships. Yeah. I've suffered with partnerships. <laughs> yeah. So I'm enjoying the conversation so, yes. so much. Challenges, of course, uh, like everyone's fears, yes. there are challenges. Yeah. What are those challenges yeah. that, that are likely to come up in a partnership yes. and how maybe could we avoid them? Okay. Uh, now, of course, it would be a lie for anyone mm. to tell you that this is a smooth ride. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I remember a time I mentioned, a lawyer asked me to meet with them to tell, talk about partnerships. They had mm. struggled or they are struggling. Mm. And they said, can we have a conversation? So we spoke, uh, I think, for about an hour. And then as we were closing, I mm. told her that, look, what we do in our partnership is that all resources, mm. all income is farm income. Yes. What that means is that we have a farm account mm -hmm. versus our individual accounts. There's no money that goes to hit my individual account as a partner mm. before it goes to the farm account. It's mm. the farm that pays me. Now, that, <laughs> that's not African. Uh, yes, yes. Because it's yes. my business. It's like someone yes. coming to your family and telling you that, you know, you're earning all this money, mm. uh, but it has to go through another account to yes. come to yours. It yes. doesn't make any sense. Mm. In fact, this lady told me, you know what? I hear everything you're saying, but I don't want you to tell me the ideal. That's what we all want. Yes. Don't tell me the ideal. Tell me the real thing. What do you do? <laughs> For me, that was very funny. In yes. fact, when I came and told my partners, everyone laughed. Yes. Because we're used to it. Mm. Does mm. that mean that we're naturally inclined to doing it that way? Of course not. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So I think mm. that it takes a very high level of selflessness mm. to, to handle the challenges. And everything that I'll talk about is really about that. Mm. That we are surrendering our rights for the good of all of us. And we shall ultimately have more rights. So if yeah. the rights here are financial, where are the concerns that people will have? The concerns are that I don't have autonomy, both in terms of finance, but also in exercising powers and making decisions. Mm. So what mm. you find many people doing in their partnerships is they'll say, I'm partners with Dixon, mm. but we only share the costs. Mm. So we yes. share the costs, pay the rent, and everyone takes what they take home. Yes, we don't yes. do it that way here. Yes, I was coming to that. I was coming All to that, the money mm. is mm. farm money. Now, the challenge with that mm -hmm. is that irrespective of who has made the money, Okay. And we can get into how then we do the sharing model and all that discussion. Okay. We can okay. have that. Mm. But I think the biggest challenge that people will have is a challenge uh, towards their autonomy in terms yes. of their ability to make decisions. Yes. But someone said, if you want to go fast, go alone. Mm. Mm. If you want to go far, go with others. With others yes. So I think it's a choice for us to make to say, I want to go very fast, autonomous, mm. or I want to go very far with other people. Mm. As a result, mm. you end up 
impacting the lives of others in the process. Mm -hmm. Last year, just to give an example, so mm -hmm. last year I had an accident. Um, I, I, you know, I had a, an accident in a very, very, you know, disturbing kind of situation that I went mm -hmm. through. Mm -hmm. But I was down for about three months. Mm -hmm. And trust me, I could not come to work yes. because both my legs were broken. Yes. So I was in a wheelchair. So, I couldn't mm -hmm. even use the steps. It was very difficult. I had to be lifted. But my partners, and for me, that's the reason for the partnership, mm, is that mm. during those times, you realize that, wait a minute, mm. you're actually mortal. Yes. Uh, two, you have no full control, like we like to think, over every affair of your life. You can yes. fall sick. Many things can happen. Yes. So imagine a situation where every time you fall sick as a business owner, you close shop and go, and, mm. and go home, and then mm. your clients can't access you. Mm. For me, this whole partnership idea is actually a sign of selflessness, even in relation to the, to the staff, in relation to the clients, that they should not suffer to have their salaries paid or clients should not suffer to be served because an individual is not in office. Mm -hmm. So when you come to deal with us here at the farm, mm -hmm. you engage the farm. So yes, Dixon knows Alex, but it has nothing to do with Alex at the point of engagement. Yes. You're engaging Signum advocates as a farm. And there'll even be a clause that says, yes, the engagement partner might be Alex Matovu, but the following people will be at your disposal. And if you have any concern that cannot be resolved between mm. you and Alex, mm. this is the email to send it to. So we are running an institution. Yes. It has yes. nothing yes. to do with the individual. With Alex, it no. has everything to do with the institution that is serving you. Mm. Do you know that the person who founded Standbeck Bank? No. How about Barclays? No. But Barclays is actually an individual. It's, a, it's someone's name. Yes. But they thought beyond themselves. So yes, mm. the name could have been or could be Barclays, yes. but the vision that they have is bigger. Mm. So for mm. me, that's, mm. that's, that's mm. where I would be coming from. Now, if there are other challenges, then it's up to you to tell me what mm. you think, you know, because you've said you've gone through them, yes. and then we can see... Now, now let's, let's, let's look at this. Yes. Two partners come yes. on board. One is working, has a day-to-day job. Okay. The other one is at the farm. So maybe this person uh, brings in cash, Yes. Whereas this, this other partner yes. brings in his sweat equity. Yes. Sweat. Yes. There's usually a conflict of, because guys who bring in cash yes. tend to think that they, they are more powerful or they, they do much more than yes. the person who, who does what? Yes. They don't the donkey work in, yeah. in quotes. Yeah. How, do you, how do you advise on that? Okay, I think mm. for starters, mm. I've seen that many entrepreneurs interpret partnership or mm. business support or financing to mean business partner. I think for mm. starters, those two should be separated. Okay. If, if giving money or investing money in the business always meant being a business partner, mm. then banks will be a partner in every business okay. because they have good. the money. So thing. it's not true that each time someone has money and another does not, mm. and I'm trying to pitch my idea or start, have my startup, Mm. Every time I come soliciting for funds, whoever gives me the funds becomes a business partner. That's mm. something that we should be clear about. Mm. Number mm. two, the nature of entities differ. There's a company, there's a partnership, there's a joint venture company. There's many other entities that we can talk about legally mm. that mm. can help to have what you call a partnership constituted. What do I mean by that? If the amount of money I need is 50 million today, mm -hmm. and you're not going to be in the company henceforth, all you're putting in is the 50 million. Yes, And yes, there'll be yes. nothing more. Of you. Then mm. we can talk about you investing as debt. Okay. So basically, you're lending money to me. In that mm. case, we wouldn't even call it an investment. We'll just mm. say there's a debt. Mm. But also, there's what we call preferential shareholding. That, yes, you can lend money to me mm. for a given period of time with certain expected returns in terms of, of interest. Mm. So I pay you out within a given period of time of my entity running or business running, and you're mm. out. So you're a shareholder only for a given period of time for your money to be paid under interest. So you're more or less a lender mm. who is 
temporarily a shareholder, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Then the other yeah. option is to invest as equity. Now, where you invest as equity, then you're mm -hmm. going to be a shareholder. Now, even that is very important for people to understand. Mm -hmm. That when we start, we're excited. So we say we'll own a 50-50. Yes. But I think it's important to paint a picture mm -hmm. of how this business is going to run beyond startups phase. Because yes. the business is not yes. going to remain in startup phase forever. Yes. So if one is going to operate and another is going to put in the money, mm -hmm. the person who agrees to say it's going to be a 50-50, yet both of them are not putting in the sweat, Yes. must understand what that means. That if the company is worth one billion tomorrow mm. and it started at 50 million and I put in my 25 mm. and you put me as a 50% shareholder, then chances are high. I'll claim a stake yes. even at one billion because yes. I am an equal shareholder in the company. Mm. So for me, the structuring mm. is something very critical. And I think for many of these problems that arise, mm. one of those, you know, one of them being what you've just mentioned, I think it's a, it has a lot to do with structuring. It has a lot to do with getting advice. So, so when we tell people, you know, you need to hire a lawyer and all these things, they feel like expenses that shouldn't be exactly, cut. Exactly. We've agreed yes. on how to do this thing. Yes. Why do we need yes. a lawyer? Mm. But it's extremely important. In mm. our case, I'll just give you one, one example of how to solve that. Mm. We decided that no one would be a partner at Signum Advocates part-time. Okay. So I remember okay. someone in our first year who brought computers mm -hmm. and said, guys, I have computers. I want to be a partner. Mm. And for me, that... <laughs> That was amazing. <laughs> now, we're, we're quite, how can I say, we're quite not as informed as we are now that yes. one of my partners only, almost agreed. He actually called me and said, Alex, uh, someone is giving us all the computers, computers. we need. And now, the question is, how much are these computers? Is this something that can really make you a partner? Yes. Which then takes me also maybe to the question of how we then select, which I think we'll talk about. Mm. How do you choose a partner? That one we can discuss, but it's mm. more than the money. Mm. So for us, it was important that you have full skin in the game so that then we don't begin to compare who is doing more than the other. And what then that, that helps us is that the reason we're able to put money on the same account mm -hmm. is not that we make the same amount of money as individuals, but we have the firm as the bigger picture for all of us. Okay. So this year it will be Dixon who makes more money. Next year it will be Alex who makes more money. Mm -hmm. So imagine mm -hmm. in the year where Dixon made more money, we said Alex should not earn mm -hmm. or get a dividend. Mm -hmm. Then what happens mm -hmm. in the next year? So the nature of service also dictates how things work. I think for us... Uh, being a professional services firm, mm. it's really a question of practice area. They mm. don't pick at the same time. Mm. Today, litigation and the people who go to court will make more money than the people mm. who do advisory. Mm. Tomorrow, it will mm. be a different case. Mm. Now, we are aware that the brand of the firm is a holistic business or commercial firm that must have both advisory and dispute resolution. So, for me, that's, now, that's now, the background. You know, yes. and maybe all startups know that lawyers are expensive. Yes. Wait. Yeah. Is that true? Put that. Uh, I'm, okay. I'm adding something. Yes. Lawyers are expensive. They could be expensive is relative. Mm. But look at a startup. Mm. A just someone who is just starting with his meager resources. Mm. When you mention a lawyer, yes. the first thing to do is to flee. True. Because, because they know those, these are expenses, yes. and because they, there's not they don't see any tangible benefit there and then. Yes. Maybe it would come to bite them later. But right now, no, I can do without a lawyer because it's even. It's an expense which I might, which I could avoid. What do you have to say to a startup right now who is avoiding legal advice, who is avoiding to come to you because he thinks the law is expensive? I think that there are quite a number of things uh, to talk about. Number one mm. is to understand that every business has startup costs. If you're able to know that I need money for rent, mm. why should it be difficult to understand that you need legal advisory? In my view, mm. you need more of the legal advice as you start up than rent. than rent. You can work from home, but mm. you can't do without proper advice. Yeah, so that's a starting point. Mm. Two, we know that more and more firms are being started which are able to think through how to support startups. 
So the rates that I'll, how I'll charge Dixon, an established businessman, is not mm. the same as how I'll charge a startup. I'm working with a number of startups now uh, with okay. uh, an organization called, two organizations. One is called Hill, mm-hmm. Hague Institute for Innovation and in Law. Yes. The mm-hmm. other is, the, is, the, is a program going on right now called the NSSF Mobs High Innovator Challenge. Okay. Essentially, they're getting businesses, getting them into competitions and how to really get, pick out the best ideas and then support them. Mm-hmm. And part of that process is that NSSF would then fund whoever is supporting. So if it's a legal uh, firm that is supporting, whatever mm-hmm. it is, the support they need, mm-hmm. it's funded by another mm-hmm. funder altogether. Okay. Okay. So there are many okay. programs that are coming up. And that's mm-hmm. why you have the innovation hubs and like innovation village and all these spaces. Mm-hmm. Ideally, mm-hmm. they are meant to bring together these startups that are serious about what they're doing, that understand the value. I think there's a difference there. Mm-hmm. We confuse value with price. Okay. okay. And that's why much of the time for me, the debate is not on price. The debate should be on value. If someone understands the value, then we can agree on a payment plan. Then we can agree on where they are and what they can afford to pay. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But for mm. me, it's critical to understand that this advice is necessary. It's critical to understand that it's as important as any other expense, or even more important mm. than any other expense. Uh, not, not very many years uh, from today. Yeah. I sent a request to, to a lawyer. I think I called him, can we, can we have a meeting and yes. discuss this? Uh, please share me your email. He, he said, okay, fine, Dixon shall meet, but my hourly rate. Yes. What do you have to say about the hourly rate for lawyers? I think, mm. I think the issue with what people need to understand mm. is that lawyers are one of those professions, mm. or law is mm. one of those professions that are highly regulated. So we actually have a law called the Advocates Remuneration and Taxation of Costs Rules. Okay. Those law, th- that particular law or regulations, mm. basically guide on how a lawyer should bill. Okay. Now, billing by the hour is just one of the ways. It's not the only way. Okay. Now, in law, we say ignorance of the law is not a defense. Mm. In essence, ignorance of anything cannot be an excuse for you to fail to do what you're supposed to do. Yes. Now, I think that more and more, and I'm one of those that believe that it's important that all human beings are equipped with the basics of the law. Yes. So these laws yes. are on the internet. Yes. So it would yes. be important, even if you didn't check the law itself, just Google and say, how do lawyers bill or cost their services? Okay. One of them is hourly billings. Mm-hmm. Another is to bill a percentage of what is being dealt with that is provided for in the law. Okay. Another is to bill per assignment. So okay. if, for example, I said I want to incorporate a company, you wouldn't tell me per hour. Yes. We'll just simply agree that this is the incorporation fee and it is capped. Mm. So there are different ways of doing it. Now, if I had your situation, that I wanted to meet a lawyer, I have a startup, do you know what I would do? I would type my questions, send them, and say, how many hours would this cost? Where would I need a meeting? I okay. think we are coming from a background where we are used to, I want to come and meet you, our counsel, for the next three hours. <laughs> but yeah, his time yeah. is paid for. Yes, so why do yes. you meet me? And by the way, with COVID, now we even have learned the more, the more that but we don't need these meetings. Yes, yeah? yes, physical, so yes. for mm. me, there's mm. no way I would understand if you said, I don't know how long this would take. You have your questions. Mm. Just send mm. the questions and say, how long will this take? But also, this is not the only lawyer there is. Compare. Yes, Much of yes. the time when I state my bill and mm. a client comes and says, you know what, I think I can't do this. Okay. Uh, I, I think I can try out elsewhere. I encourage them to try out elsewhere. Mm. Yeah, mm. because mm. I'm not the only lawyer there is. Mm. And that's mm. not pride. It's just mm. knowing your value. Knowing your value. Yeah. Let's now go to what you've achieved. Yes. What you've achieved in these, yes. in these uh, how many years? Uh, now coming to seven years. Coming to seven years. Yeah. Yes. So you've passed the five-year mark. Yes. I should congratulate you because Certainly. you know uh, you. some companies. Because I'm sure they t- the day you started, yes. many other law firms started. By uh, but some, yes. or maybe you could you could find half. Yeah, uh, are already already down. 
Yes. Yeah, it, it's it's very possible. So Kong's on passing the five-year mark. I yeah. see the ten-year mark very uh, around Thank the around the corner. Coming. Yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah. So now, what are some of the achievements that you that you yeah. feel? Because we 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 want to share achievements so that we encourage someone out there yeah. that it's possible. Yes. Yes. Okay. I think I'll start with the least expected. Okay. So I'll start from down up, if okay. there's any such a thing as ranking. Although mm. for us, all our achievements uh, okay. are important to us and we glorify God for them. Mm. The first thing for me that is critical is that we've managed to pay all our staff without any complaining and we have paid them on time. Now that's okay. not to mean our salaries are the best. No. But the reason why that is important to us is that for all of us as we're starting, the one thing that cut across was to say, look, there's this thing called no payment, or very little payment, very low yes, payment yes, yes. Uh, of salaries for staff mm. uh, in the legal profession. Mm. It's still something that is, that is a big challenge. Mm. That you'll be, it, it will not be one of those professions that you think are lucrative. If, the, if it is, then it's mostly for business owners, not employees. Not employees. So it was mm. a norm. It's something mm. that was known that, you know what, you don't get to be paid. You'll work with the law firm and they'll tell you, do your own cases, bring your own work. It's quite exploitative. Mm. And for us, that was something very critical. We would rather have fewer staff but be able to pay them well. Pay them well. The farm has grown from three people to more than 15 lawyers now. Okay. And, and that cannot be attributed to anything, but the vision, the perspective of why we exist in terms mm. of uh, uh, what the partners had in mind or the vision mm. bearers. Mm. So for mm. me, that's the first thing. But along the way, we've seen a number of things happen. We've onboarded clients that many have struggled for years to onboard. Okay. The kind of approach that we've taken to the legal profession is mm. the progressive kind of approach to the law. Okay. So one of our values, values is we have real relationship as one of our values, innovation and trust. Okay. But through innovation, we are talking about the possibility of providing a solution without giving the client excuses. Okay. Okay. And we've noticed that what were the issues? The issues were responsiveness of lawyers, the quality of work that they do, the speed with which they do this work. Mm -hmm. And for us, that's where the innovation has been. What other way can we take or approach can we take to make sure the solution is provided and it's provided on time? Mm -hmm. Our relationships mm -hmm. with the people. So we normally say we're not transactional, we are relational. Mm -hmm. What that means is that we are not the kind that get excited about one brief or one payment that we make from a client. So mm -hmm. that means our prices are custom are customized to the situation that the client has at hand mm. and the nature of the client that we are dealing with. Mm. And for us, that has really meant a lot in terms of mileage that we mm. have managed to cover. So we don't run a loss-making business. We run a profit-making business. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, and we've seen our lives change, even okay. as individuals. At an award level, we've been recognized by the university at uh, UCU, Uganda Christian University, okay. as, as a law firm of, of integrity mm. and excellence. So they say we've excelled with integrity and they like the fact that we are doing this the right way. I love the word integrity. Integrity. I because, think that because that, in your yes. in your in the yeah. profession, yeah. you go for sanity, the integrity. Yeah. Yeah, you know it, it has there are dents all yeah. over the place. Yes, Precisely. Yes. Mm. And for us that was one of the reasons. So yes. we asked ourselves, wait a minute, lawyers are meant to be trusted. Yes. How come the people that are meant to be trusted are almost now the ones that everyone, you know, tries to, you know, shine away from yes. to say, man, yes. that's a lawyer, a liar. Yes, so we said, yes. no, we're going to be lawyers and we're going to be telling the truth and okay. we're going to do, be doing things the right way. Such that when we look back, it will not be about how much we've accumulated. It will be about how we did it. So for us, the ends do not justify the means. Mm. If we've mm. not done it the right way, then... Now, at a continental level, mm. uh, just if I may uh, fast forward, mm. is in 2018, we applied for the first time. It was the first Ugandan law firm to do what we did. Okay. We applied to, the, for the, uh, uh, to join or to be, to be nominated into the African Legal Awards. Okay, okay. And th those awards are really out of research across the continent on what firms have done, the okay. impact they've had. 
Mm. And we came second uh, as a highly commended law firm in 2018 in Africa. Uh, and that ca the category of small practice. Small practice is 10 partners and below. Okay. Now, you can imagine that almost all law firms in Uganda they're, they're really <laughs> would small be small. Practice, yes, but we yes, came yes. out as the only Ugandan law firm. We are glad to see that right now, many firms in Uganda are picking up and realizing okay. the need. Mm -hmm. The only law firms that had participated from Uganda were really firms that are started from abroad. Mm -hmm. Firms that are from South Africa and different parts of the continent okay. that have branches here uh, mm -hmm. or presence here. Mm -hmm. Ours was the only indigenous firm. We applied for the first time and were and recognized. Now, what we've done over the years is that apart from the firm, we've mm -hmm. also now tried to, uh, to highlight the talents that we have within the firm. Mm -hmm. And so for the next year, one of our staff members was recognized as the new uh, karma of the, of the year. Okay. promising lawyer there. in okay. Africa we get ourselves out of believing that we're meant to be average mm -hmm. out of believing that as long as we do what is what is enough for mm -hmm. us that's not enough mediocrity cannot be enough it's the grave like I normally say it's the grave where excellence is buried mm -hmm. so we want to challenge ourselves to say can we work at a continental level and maybe the last thing I'll mention mm -hmm. right now we have presence in over six countries in Africa and how we've done that is okay. that we affiliate with farms across Africa okay. that accept to be identified as our offices in that particular country so we have okay. Rwanda, we have Kenya, we have Malawi, we have Zambia. So we have the, those different countries where we've managed to get those kind of relationships. So, so we don't talk partnership only in Uganda. Okay. We actually are across. So uh, do you want to say, if I, if I went to Rwanda, for example, yes, and I say I want to go to Signum Advocates Rwanda, yes. will, I, will I find you there? Not necessarily. Okay. They are not called Signum Advocates. Okay. But if you called and said, Alex, we would need your kind of service in Rwanda, or we need to know your sister firm in Rwanda. In Rwanda. So what okay. we've done is to approach it from a network perspective. Okay. So create your own network, and as a result, you could actually become Signum Advocates mm -hmm. Africa. Yeah. And that's our vision. Yeah. Um, we've had law firms that have approached us. The only reason why this has not worked as fast as we thought it would work is mm -hmm. that the standard that we set is really high. Okay. Okay. And so it's important that we get firms that are at the level that we want to be at in terms of vision, in terms of values, mm. in terms of skill set. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So we think that by working with them in a loose kind of arrangement mm. allows us to learn one another, them to learn us, we learn to get to learn about them, but also to understand the size and the amount of business that is in these different jurisdictions. Mm. It's one thing to say this is the country where I want to go, it's another to know that there's sufficient business. Okay. Now, uh, thank you so much. I like to talk about yeah. uh, partner disagreements. Yes. Do, do you write documents and say Dixon and Alex are starting? If we ever disagree, I yes. take Dixon's hand. <laughs> if we ever disagree, I yeah. I take, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what happens if we if, if you, you ever disagree? disagree? I, oh, and maybe good, good. If you have some examples of yes. uh, how you've disagreed yes. before and uh, sorted it, so that because I know even right now there is a law firm disagreeing. Oh, there's yes. another business. Yes. Partner disagreeing with you and they want to kill themselves. Yes. Yeah. Someone said law firms are like business partnerships are like marriages. Mm. So if anyone ever said, ah, for us we don't disagree. Someone said if you agree with someone, you're with someone. Mm. And you agree all the time, one of you is useless. Mm. Why? Because we grow out of conflict. So every time we clash, it means there are different perspectives. Okay. And for us we don't believe that by having a different perspective, one is right and the other is wrong. The different perspectives that can be reconciled, harmonized, one can give way to the other. But even the one that takes the day picks from the other. What I want to be very categorical about is that okay. we have disagreements almost on a daily. Almost okay. on a daily. Okay. Okay. What we have learned is mm. how to manage them. Mm. And mm. How managing them, for, for me the first thing in managing them is to know, are these fundamental? So for example, if we decided that we're going to buy a clock, we've disagreed on whether to buy a clock or not to buy it. And if we buy it, mm. where to place it? Yes. 
One time, I, one time I was discussing with a friend of mine who happens to be a client of the firm, and I mentioned to him, he said, man, having a business partner is the best thing that can ever happen to you uh, because he has run a solo practice for about 20 years, mm. very big in the, in the industry mm. where he is. So I mentioned to him that, by the way, are you aware that there are actually struggles that we deal with as well? Uh, yes. And he says, are you sure? What kind of struggles? I think you guys have such chemistry. <laughs> because on the face of it, there's no disagreement. Yes, yes. So I told him, let me just give you a basic example. Mm. Do you know you can, there's a, you can actually disagree on what you agreed? So we're sitting mm. in a meeting here, mm. and we said, mm. Dixon, this is what we're going to do. Yes. At implementation or sending out that communication of what has been agreed, yes. someone sent you and said, by the way, wait a minute, it's, it's we not... actually agreed on something different. Yes. Now, what we do as lawyers, for starters, is we have mm. documents mm. Mm. and, you know, partnership deeds. If it's a company, you have the memorandum and articles of association, whatever it is that mm. you come up with as a, do as a document, if it's a joint venture, it will be a joint venture agreement. Mm. There are documents that will help to give the basics. Okay. But we all know that... When you're getting married, because I equated it to marriage, or compared it to marriage, that when you're getting married, where do you sign on the details of the marriage? What do you say? You sign on your name? Okay. Does it provide for who will buy the food, who will go to work, who will mm -hmm. take care of the children? That certificate no. that you sign, it no. doesn't. It doesn't. So the thing is this, mm. that a true partnership is what exists beyond the documents. But you know, people change. And guess what people has happened? Mm. So people change, and mm. I agree that people change, mm. but we've seen uh, one of our partners depart mm. and leave the farm and mm. joining another farm. And mm. we keep seeing it every single day. Mm. But I think what we have decided for us is to not lose focus of the big picture. Yes. Let's yes. not lose focus of the big picture. Mm. That what will not matter five years from now should not break us. Okay. So by the time we say there's, we really can't work together, mm. it, might, it must be such a divergence in mm. terms of direction that we want to take okay. or, the, or what we stand for versus what another stands for. Mm. Whatever it is that is a disagreement, it has mm. to be something solid. Sorry. But for me, it's important that we are together. Our total, the summation of who we are, is better than the individual units in the group. So, so the disagreement is not about the clock, yes. really. As in, no. the, the clock won't kill the company, whether it it's won't. there or not. It won't. The, the company will, will yeah. go. Okay. Yeah. All right. Now, any advice to yes. young entrepreneurs or startups? Yes. On um, uh, on, on on partnerships. Yeah. Uh, on, on partnerships. Any advice yeah. to someone who is starting to <laughs> Personally, I've come up with, uh, I normally say I'll patent it. Of course, it's a joke. Mm. But I've come up with a formula mm. that I give entrepreneurs. And I say, guys, if you follow these three things, mm -hmm. or if you mind these three things, mm. chances are high whatever happens thereafter will be manageable. Okay. The first thing, I call it the VVS formula. So the first thing is values. The second is vision. The third is skill set. Okay. What do I mean by that? So by values is what a person is, what a person stands for, mm. what they can't break. Now that means they won't be challenged. That doesn't mean they won't be challenged in those areas, mm. but it's what they really stand for. And trust me, that's the dip most difficult part. People think the most difficult part is to paint a picture of the preferred future, which is what vision is. Mm. So, you know, you spend a lot of time painting the picture. You say, this is the kind of farm we want. This is what, this is what we want to achieve. You spend a lot of the time on the business planning. But the actual thing behind the thing is the relationship that mm. you share as the partners. Mm. And that mm. relationship mm. is hinged on what you stand for. So if I'm the kind that likes to tell the truth, mm. if I'm the kind that likes to do things without paying a bribe, mm. if I'm the kind that believes that when we promise something, we must deliver, trust me, the reason we spend sleepless nights sometimes on clients' work is not necessarily because they're paying more or that if we lose them, the business wouldn't stand. It's because we gave them our word. Your word. Yes. Now, if for another person that does not matter, mm -hmm. it will not matter which kind of picture of the future you have painted. Mm 
-hmm. It will be very critical what they stand for and whether what is important to you is important to me. Mm -hmm. If the two conflict, then you can't stand. Mm -hmm. So for us, you stand on something as an individual mm -hmm. and we ascertain. And of course, you can't have a 100% confirmation of what I stand for, I don't, because our hearts are hidden from us. Mm -hmm. But for me, that's the reason then why we do not get into partnerships suddenly. It's like dating, that you don't meet someone today, you say, I think they're beautiful, you get to marry them the next day. Mm -hmm. You date them, you try to understand who they are, you try to mm -hmm. understand what they stand for. You try to understand what, what, what really matters to them. I'll give an example of a friend of mine who, who is looking for a business partner. Mm -hmm. So she comes to me and says, look, I met this lady, and I think someone has connected us. I feel this thing that I think we can work together. Mm. But she says, there's this thing that is making me, you know, forcing me to hold back. Mm. We're having a conversation, and she asked me about how much I pay my staff. Yes. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, she mentioned what she pays. And then she says, wait a minute, is that how much you pay? I think that's too much. You can't be paying people that kind of money. Yes, yes. Mm. Now, this lady who mentioned that this is how much she pays, mm comes from the background of saying, look, I want to make people's lives better. Better, yes. What she stands for is generosity. Mm. She believes that when she gives, it will be given back to her, big measure, press down, <laughs> shaken together. Shaken together yes. She believes that in investing in other people's lives, mm. she, will be, she will benefit as well. It's more yes. blessed to give than, to than for her to receive. Yes. This lady says, no, 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 mm. for me, I am frugal. I don't want to waste money. Yes. Ask this lady is saying, wait a minute, paying people for what they've done and paying them well, not wasting money. appreciating them, mm. how can you call that wasting money? Yes. So already you see... What do they stand for? Yes. Now that, yes. by the way, let me make this very clear. Mm. That does not mean that one was better than the other. Mm. It simply mm. means mm. that they, they have a difference that if not dealt with at the point of deciding whether they can work together or not, they're going to conflict. So mm. we know of business people who are known for being frugal and they have succeeded. Yes, and they yes. inspire very many people. Mm, but that's mm. who they are. Is that who you are? Values. Mm, mm. Vision. Mm. Vision, being a picture of the preferred future, is something as important. It's critical. Without vision, the people perish. And why do they perish? Because if we do not know where we are headed, how do we get there? How do we get there? Also, if we do not know where we are headed, mm. how do we know when we get there? Mm. Mm. So mm. I've met, you know, I'll give an example of Sydney here. So we decided that this farm is going to be a number one farm. Okay. Not necessarily being better than everyone else. Mm -hmm. But when you come into it, you should be able to feel like this is home. Yes, yes. So the way the whole farm, as, and you will go around and see, mm -hmm. is really homely. The, the idea is, is a homely idea. Mm -hmm. Why? Because we exist to nurture growth. That's our purpose or vision. To nurture growth and offer peace of mind. We nurture growth, offer peace of mind. Mm -hmm. We want to see our people grow. We want to see our clients and the people we serve, both as staff and clients, having peace of mind. Mm. Now, what that really means is that we want to be measured by how people grow because of the support that we've given them. If people are getting out of business and we are billing them so much and we are happy, for us, we're not fulfilling our vision. Mm. Our vision mm. is so much about seeing other people grow. Okay. Our vision is so much about seeing people who came as, as associates. There's some who even come as clerks. They're still at law school. We want to see them growing to become partners in this farm. And that's why for us, you can't hide anything. Ours is to say, this is what we stand for, this is the mm. vision, this mm. is how you grow through the ranks to become a partner. Mm. All that is explained. So while someone works with us, they know that this is where I start, this is mm. how far I go. Mm. We nurture growth also in the sense that if you leave the farm, we should be able to support you to succeed wherever you go. Lastly, mm. the issue of skill set. Yes. Because it's a professional service, and maybe let me put it in a broad sense, you find people whose strengths are I'm operations or I'm sales or I'm marketing. Mm. 
and their business partner or their two other business partners or more have the same skill set. So they just worked somewhere and they became disgruntled. So they all came out and said, let's start a business. Yes. As a result, none of them is helping the other. Yes. The Bible says the reason we should have partnerships, I think it's Ecclesiastes chapter 4, the reason we should have, we should have uh, partnerships is that when one falls, the other is able to lift them lift up. Them up. Yes. What that means is that you're not expected to be falling at the same time. Yes. That means yes. you don't have similar weaknesses or similar strengths. <laughs> yes. One yes. might have a weakness, which is another strength. Mm -hmm. And as a result, mm -hmm. you complement one another. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to skill set, it's also important to distinguish between uh, the technical and the soft skills. Yes. That's why for us, none of us is more important than the other. We mm -hmm. complement one another. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's important to think through that if I'm starting a business, I'm considering Dixon as a, as a, a business partner. Where is his strength? Where is my weakness? How do we meet one another in the middle? And then make it shine. Mm, mm. Thank you so much. This is a mouthful. Yes. So my mm. advice to entrepreneurs really would be that we put it in our schedules, okay. that we don't have to wait for something bad to happen, yes. to stop and think. And think. Stop and think. think. Yes. All right. Yeah. Wow. That's been a wonderful show. Uh, thank, thank you. you. Thank you for uh, opening up. Thank you for being uh, straight enough. Thank you for being uh, truthful. Yeah. And thank you for leading the way. Of a special of integrity. Yes. I want to commend you for that. Uh, thank you for staying uh, this long to, uh, on, the, on the Business Mirror. Uh, if you're new, please subscribe to Dixon Shabby Live. There are many more episodes coming. There's much more having in stock for you. Just keep it to this channel and trust me, we shall transform this nation. Welcome to DM Live TV podcast. DM Live TV is Uganda's fastest growing digital channel focusing on business, innovation, and entrepreneurship. This channel brings you exclusive interviews and experiences of entrepreneurs who share their stories and experiences they've had in building their businesses. The shows on the channel are carefully selected with a unique style of interview to inspire new entrepreneurs to start and succeed while empowering the existing ones to build resilient businesses that will last for generations. Stay tuned for the upcoming shows. This episode now, let me see your hand up if you think you've never made a single mistake. I'm sure there is none of us who has never made a mistake. We all make mistakes. Mistakes are okay. Mistakes are human. Mistakes are with us and they will be with us forever. It is okay to make mistakes. And welcome to this episode of the Business Mirror. Largely talking about mistakes in business. I'm Dixon Mashabi, and if you're new, please subscribe and hit the bell so that you can always get notifications on this channel anytime and every time. In this very episode, I discuss with Amos Wekesa and he takes us through the mistakes he made in business. I'm very sure you're eager to know what mistakes he made so that you could avoid them. Please join me as we discuss and go through the mistakes that Amos did so that you don't repeat them in your business. You're among the guys who have made it big in tourism in Uganda. Are there any mistakes you've made in your journey from the time you started? Of course, you know mistakes are human. So are there any mistakes you've done and you either regret or you want to share with us that have shaped you and have helped you move from point A to point B? Uh, Dixon, <laughs> there is no single successful business in the world that has not made mistakes. I think the challenge I see, and I see many young people calling me and saying, Amos, uh, I want to come and hear from you so that I don't make mistakes. Mm -hmm. And I tell them, no, you'll come, talk to me, and you'll make mistakes. It's those mistakes that are, mistakes become personal. Mistakes are only a problem if you don't learn from them. And I think for me, that's what I've recognized as, as a person. One is that tourism was not the first 
attempt to business for me. It was never I sold shoes, I, I sold second shoes, I made tea in, you know, I supplied tea in small shops those days. I, I tried. So I've been in this game for some time. And then the first thing I made, the first small business I tried was to assume that I can have my shoe business given to someone who has no same dreams to run them for me. All the first three businesses could have been extremely successful over time, but all failed because I had got the formula wrong. Because I thought if I have money and I invest money, someone can be able to run it and I make money. No, they don't have the same dream. You first have to nurture your business before you bring in a group of people to help you develop it. Uh, but even that, I still did not learn quite a lot. Um, you keep making mistakes. So when I started out with Great Lake Safaris, the company grew faster than I anticipated. And that can also be a problem. It was extremely, extremely a big problem. So I got a group of young people, gave them in, to be in charge of accounts, to be in charge of things, and I was messed up completely. One time I woke up and I realized one of the kids has set up a safari company and is working with me. The night goes and gets all the inquiries and takes them to her own inbox. Uh, and I think, Dixon, you remember that very well. You're the one who came to sort out the problem. You came to firefight at that time. Those are mystics. And unfortunately, that one was also relatives. Kind of somebody I knew. And it was very difficult for the parents and for me because they thought I am just against the, the young girl. And, and I said, okay, if I am wrong, definitely in a few 10 years, I want to be successful. If she's right, she'll be very successful. No one said you have shown you evidence. Everyone knows. Um, then the second one, the third one was, I have just deposited money on a, on a four-wheel drive minibus uh, for business. I have gone to Holland, a friend of mine comes to ask for a car, and I still had, it was 13 million shillings, and only paid 7 million shillings. So I was owing the owners of the cars 6 million shillings. I'm in Holland, a friend of mine comes, and is going for an introduction in Entebbe. He um, asks for a car. He gives it to a drunkard, they smash the car to zero. I, had, I did not have comprehensive insurance. I came back and I went almost, I almost died. The business nearly died, that was it. But I went to the guys of the car and I told them, just give me six months. Every month, every month I make our pay. By the time I finished in June 2002, I was almost going down. Were you paying for a smashed car which was not even there? Absolutely, I was paying for a smashed car that was not there. But remember, if I had done insurance, now, from that I learned that I can never have any single car without insurance. So there's no single car here without insurance. So you keep learning. That's what I'm trying to tell you, to say, tell young people that mystics are things that we learn uh, from. Uh, the other one is, mistakes I've made myself was, especially many years ago, is not to read and engage. Uh, and I realized that I could have utilized all the skills. I'm very well skilled in networking. But I don't believe that I've used or utilized 5% of my networks. But I also know why. Because I had not prepared myself as a young person when I got a chance to position myself to do this kind of stuff. So there are mistakes are over and over again. Every year I still make mistakes. The, the cars, because I, I, I know that, or oh, you mentioned before that you, you didn't buy your, your first car. Not until you bought some cars for the company. Yeah, tell us. Because when usually in Uganda, all startups, when they start, the first thing they want to buy is a car for themselves, either build a house, you know. Yeah, so what did you do in that? Maybe today someone could be going to borrow to buy a car and to borrow to buy fuel. Yeah. So what did you do? The challenge for Uganda is that, um, is that 
we have a way in which we have arranged our lives that we have inherited from our own parents. The thing is that you go to school. When you finish school, you go to university, of course. From university, you look for a job. When you look for a job, you start building some house. After you finish building the house, then you buy a car and then you marry and your life is done. And that's the reason why not many people succeed in Uganda. People don't understand why all these rich boys in town are actually rich. Those people, when they, a lot of them, unfortunately, the, the, the advantage with people like myself, having not gone to university, we don't have this attachment. I don't have anyone who puts me under pressure to say now you have a, a university, a master's degree, you should be having the latest car. Even now, I drive a 20-year-old car, but well looked after, you know. There were things that I put out and I said I would not do. I have only just last year built a house for us as a family. I am 47 years old. I could have owned the house a long time ago, but I first built cash flows. In life, you first build cash flows, uh, and those cash flows can come from either assets or businesses that simply bring in the cash flows, and then these other things come last. Then the other thing that I promised myself was that unless I am able to buy 20 cars for myself in cash, I will not buy one. So I took so many years buying a car for myself. So even when the company had so many cars, I only had a, had a chance over weekends where I could be able to drive one of the car if it's does not go to do business. Why? Cash flow was more important than me having fun. Even when I had 10 cars, I still use public transport. That is exactly the discipline that I came in through. If we do not learn to maintain the small things that we have in our custody, it will be very difficult for us to grow. The reason why people want to buy brand new phones every year is because they have not learned to maintain the old things they have. For example, our future as Great Lakes Fires or Uganda Lodges is entirely going to depend on how we improve what we have for the sake of the future. I hope you've learned that mistakes are normal in business, that mistakes are common and you can never ever avoid them. So if you're a startup there or a business, or a business that has made mistakes, it is okay and it is well. Do not repeat them, just learn from them and make them your building blocks for your business. If you're new here, please subscribe and hit the bell button so that you always get notifications on what happens on this channel because we bring you many inspiring stories, many tips on how to grow your business and for sure with us, you can never remain the same. I'm Dixon Mushabe, your headmaster. Thank you and God bless you.